Welcome, everybody, to episode 90, 90 of the Metabilis 2 podcast. I am Ben. And I am David. And how are you doing this evening? I'm doing very well. Um, we're unusually recording on a Saturday night. Yeah. When usually I'm out clubbing and so is David, but yep. but not this Saturday. Well, we're enough. trying to get in one last podcast before... We'll squeeze them in. ...the glorious debut of Series 11. Series 11 and old... Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, and I think Glorious is the theme that oh, the BBC yes. is is pushing yeah. they are for pushing Series that. 11. Yeah, with old Macklemore and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll get into that later when we, we talk will, about we trailers. Yep. yep. I guess you've had time to read DWM and, yeah, and we, peruse and we, over the writers? Some look at some of the writers. We How many writers have we got? We've got The Chib. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Mallory Blackman. OBE. O-B-E yep. Order of the British Empire. Ed Heim. I'm assuming we could also call him Edward Heim. Mm-hmm. Pete, I guess we could call him Peter. McTai, <laughs> Vinay Patel, and Joy Wilkinson are yeah. our writers. Which means if they're doing one each, if they're doing one each, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and then so Chib's writing the rest of it. Yeah. So I'm thinking what Chibnall covers four, four or five of them. Yeah, and they cover the the other six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, I'm guessing Chibnall's running the first two and yeah. la- last two, and in between, we have the other six writers or five writers. Be, five we writers. Are, we're, yeah. we're we're kind of going back. It seems to oscillate wildly, but anyway, we're going back to these are self-contained forty, fifty-minute stories. There's no arcs uh, that we've no. been told about. There's no two-parters. Um, no returning I monsters, think. no returning villains. No returning monsters, no returning villains. It's all supposed to be very cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, we have all heard this before on several occasions from mm-hmm. other showrunners that right. it's kind of back to basics. Right. So, you know, we'll see. Well, it's. It, I think it's typical showrunner speak for we're restarting, and I think Chibnall is doing an extra, extra job of making this the on-ramp for a new generation of viewers. No yeah. prior knowledge necessary. Yep, Sunday nights, not Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had um, speculated on that, and I got a correction. I said Countryside, which is a Torchwood episode, rather than, uh, what is it, Country File? Yeah, that one with John Craven in it, and they're talking about the country. Are you, mm-hmm. is, it, is, it, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Well, Countryside is that Chibnall one where like, right. yeah, there's like cannibals living in a house. Right, and you know, I, I'll, I'll touch upon that later, because some of the things in the trailer just give me... Ugh. Bad, they, bad vibes they, on that. They give you bad, bad countryside vibes. Yep, yep. Are people going to come so hard that they've forgotten where they are? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> which is they which are. is my which is my in inverted commas favorite, i.e., not favorite line from Countryside. <laughs> Apart from the cannibals who live in a house for no really apparent reason. Well, yeah, it's a new BBC uh, reality show. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so Chib's writing some of them. Hopefully. I mean, okay, here's something that I read on the internet. Uh, so, so, so it's bound to be good. But I thought it was a good point. Um, and again, I've, I've, I've got high, I've, I always go into Doctor Who being super positive. Yep. Because why wouldn't you go into being super? There's no point going to anything without being super positive. But some, someone did say that the last time that Chibnall changed a thing that was traditionally male to a thing that was female, we got Cyberwoman. <laughs> Sexy, sexy cyber woman. Sexy, sexy cyber woman. So let's hope he's learned from that changing of gender episode. 
So when he uh, changing the, the doctor's uh, sex to to female, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She is. She isn't going to be walking around in high heels and stuff. Mm. Which I don't think she is, but anyway. High heels. He and, had a uh, weird attitude to the opposite sex when he was writing Torchwood, in my opinion. I think um, that was... Or adolescent attitude to the yeah, opposite sex. Yeah, well, he probably got that out of the system, but I also Let's think that so. was the show's remit. Is a it was a little bit, that's true. A little bit weird. Yeah, a little bit teen. But again, having... Anyway, well, we'll come on to Skins um, when we get down to Ed Heim. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I mean, that's my, I don't know. I, I think we've already talked about Chibnall, haven't we? So we don't mm-hmm. need, we need to talk about him. Do we want to touch on Mallory Blackman? Yeah, I think she's the biggest Ooh, name writer of, uh, most established writer in, well, she was what, UK, uh, a laureate for children's writing. Children's laureate. Yep. Yep. She wrote for Biker Grove. Biker, mm-hmm. Biker, Biker Grove, which was a, uh, a children's kind of soap opera. Mm-hmm. Set in a children's home, like a so a home for like you know fostered orphan children, orphanage like type thing, orphanage in Newcastle. Um, it was really big in the nineties. Bike a groove, and they were bike a groove this and bike a groove that. I'm doing a Newcastle accent, and it was really good actually. I used to watch, but I wish I used to watch Bike a Groove. I mean, I was obviously I was I was 28 years old, but um, <laughs> it was possibly pitched at people younger than me but it was right. it was a good show mm-hmm. so i have fond memories of baker grove mm-hmm. and then she's also written i see here a uh, she wrote a doctor who she was one of the that box set they did for the, for the 50th anniversary right she was invited to write a novella um mm-hmm. and she did uh, seventh doctor with daleks so obviously she probably knows a little bit if she could i haven't read it but if she can write a sylvester mccoy story and put daleks in it then um i don't know she must know something about Doctor Who. Or she might be part of the secret hidden Cartmel master plan, for all we know. Oh, that's true. She could be, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she's written this thing called Noughts and Crosses, which um, is some kind of, you know, teen yeah, dystopian thing four, about racism, which four, I don't know par- anything about. Yeah, four-part novel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, YA literature is not my strong point. It's not my strong point either. But it's supposed to be good from what mm-hmm. from what the internet says. Well, um, Noughts and Crosses, American Reviews, is, I think is what Americans call tic-tac-toe. I mean, what we call tic-tac-toe. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. In, case, in case you hadn't heard of that. Generally, there hasn't been much information at all about Series 11. I think at the beginning of previous series, we've known all the titles, yep. all the writers uh, assigned to which, which was what, who was directing what. We know right. very, very little in this in this first series that Chibnall is show running, and I guess he was saying he was inspired by the BBC show Bodyguard. Yeah, that that kept everything very locked down and secret, spoiler free. Yeah, but I mean Bodyguard. I mean I haven't watched Bodyguard, but my um uh, my sister, hello Rosie, um, <laughs> watches it. Um, as she says, and it's pretty trashy, and it's it's, it's kind of like you know um trashy spoiler of the week kind of show it's about like the home secretary who's a woman and she has a sexy bodyguard who's a man Uh and they have like you know there's terrorism and sex in it basically Mm. every week so it's like torchwood without the aliens yeah what's that what's that show set in washington dc it's like scandal scandal that's a show right which is all about like kind of sexy shenanigans in Mm. dc Mm. with politicians and stuff it's like that only Mm. britain so it's Mm. kind of less Mm -hmm. sexy because it's raining more Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a little bit. If, if he said that he's inspired by Bodyguard, then 
I'm a bit apprehensive about, apprehensive about that. I mean, I'd like to know a little bit more. I would like to know a little bit more about what's going to happen in the show than I do right now. Right. Well, in some ways, though, it's more like when we were growing up as kids. We literally did not know much what was going to happen next. No. No, we didn't. Well, for me, I would just get whatever was in the uh, TV listing. Well, this is the name in the next serial. Well, that sounds yeah. intriguing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't even have the names. We don't, yeah. I mean, they could at least give us the episode episode titles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll mm. see. We'll see. We'll it, see. It, it can work. It's it's more, and it, it's worked out to my advantage because I certainly try to avoid all all spoilers other than through official medium. And even even in the official DWM, or semi-official, quasi-official DWM. Uh, just with the two previews for the episodes one and two, I didn't even read the uh, synopsis. So yeah, yeah. Well, um, so the first two episodes is Chibnall, right? That that uh, yeah, I think that's yeah, uh, yeah. been announced. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, if we want to go carry on going down the writers list, second writer I've got on my list is Ed Heim. Yes. The most I can find out about him is that he was one of the writers for Skins. Hmm. which is a show that I have not really watched that much, but intensely dislike. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's basically about sexy teens in hmm. Bristol doing drugs and being all sexy. Hmm. Um, there's an excellent, um, I don't know, if, and again, if, if, our, um, uh, if our listener follows Harry Enfield and the Harry and Paul show, but there's an excellent Harry Enfield, Paul Whitehouse skit on mm-hmm. skins. And actually, I think... I think Harry Enfield's in is in Skins. I think he's one of the dads. Anyway, it's about like drug taking, sexy teens, mm-hmm. and being the um, the parent of some teens. That's not what <laughs> I really want my teens to be like. Right. Um, and I hope that, and I obviously they are very attractive young women, but I hope they aren't behaving as the teens do in Skins. And actually, I think it's a deeply kind of unrealistic depiction of teen behavior even though it bills itself as being very very realistic but maybe that me that's me just being an old man um don't like skins yeah well the the one thing that is his what he claims is his doctor who cred i guess is he's a sylvester mccoy fan that was his doctor growing up so we have another connection another connection to the sylvester mccoy doctor with ed heim okay good well that's good i mean with sylvester mccoy is a perfectly fine doctor it is fun actually to see you know later later who knowledge coming through rather than the the kind of you know the uh, uh, uh mark gatis kind of you know 70s mm-hmm. 70s who fandom well chibnall did say this is a whole new generation he was looking for yeah. new talent or talent that hadn't already been used in the doctor who sphere so this is definitely new new talent and new who. uh this is either you're going to get if they have any doctor who uh foreknowledge it's going to be doctor who in the 90s the wilderness years or the early rtd era we haven't yep. we haven't come full circle yet but it's i i would imagine that we're going to start getting writers whose first doctor was eccleston at some point here i would love that to happen i think mm-hmm. that sounds super exciting actually because let's see that, that's going to be if the show runs for another what four or five years it's conceivably yeah, that could you could happen. have a young writer who's yeah. first doctor all about christopher eccleson i like it yeah. i like it so pete mcteague pete, pete mcteague um is he so is he actually writing these in australia and then posting them to the bbc or is he living in england and writing them my guess is he's living in england right now Really? I, they, I, they flew him over from Australia? Well, uh, 
I think it was Sarah Dollard who had written previously. She's an Australian writer, but she's based now in London. I think okay. a lot of writers do come to London for more opportunities or to get out of the Australian television industry. Okay. So, but yeah. don't know, don't know at all. Don't know um, either. No. Um. So he he's he was one of the instigators of this thing called Wentworth, which I had not been aware of. Apparently, which was a remake of Prisoner Cell Block H, which was a famously tacky <laughs> um, and unconvincing soap opera set in a women's prison in mm. the 1970s mm. and 80s. Very, very directed, very kind of shot on video, wobbly sets. It was kind of like Doctor Who if Doctor Who was set in a women's prison and had nothing to do with Doctor Who, basically, <laughs> is, is what Prisoner Cell Block H, very, very badly acted. Uh, very highly charged. It used to be on Channel Four, I think, in the afternoon. Anyway, so that's what that that's what he's known for is reinventing prisoner prisoner cell block H. Very very camp. Um, mm. So that's a that, that's a that's a gay agenda thing for me right there. Uh, well, I'm I'm wondering though if uh, that we have three uh, three male writers: Chibnall, Hines, and McTeague. McTeague. Right now, a they're all and have... Vinay and Vinay Patel. Right, but we haven't we haven't discussed him yet. But the th- oh, sorry, uh, 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 of the three, of the three, yeah, we've discussed so far. They've all done kind of camp in some way, sexualized uh, young 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 adults, teenagers, women, could be uh, type writing. So of the males, yeah, yeah. So ooh, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, just thinking, remembering what I was reading about Ed Heim, he apparently he's really well known for writing a strong lesbian storyline for Skins. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, good on him. I guess he knows a lot about lesbians or something, being a, a man, a young man. Um, so anyway, I don't know. Yeah, so uh, gay gender stuff there. Yeah. Uh, um, don't know anything more, more about Pete McTeague. Mm-hmm. Um, we, think he's, we think he's living in Britain. He could be still living in Australia. Who knows? He could well be because what Chibnall did say, or I, one of the interviews said, that they did a lot of online collaboration type. Oh, writer's roomy a, stuff? A virtual writer's room, so to speak. Right. So they weren't all in the same physical location, but they, I believe they were looking over each other's scripts. And one thing that Chibnall had mentioned in one of the interviews is none of the writers knew they were writing for a female doctor so Ooh. all the writers were told uh assume a, a he and uh, like the scripts had him and he and you know, male pronouns in so interesting so oh, i didn't know that um and chibnall's point is he can't think of any time in doctor who history where gender really mattered for the doctor now no it's a good point it's a good point. Or it mattered for solving a problem. So we can right. see uh, whether, you know, we can agree whether or not that happened. But right. I think a female in the role in some maybe even historical dramas or just in just past dramas would have played this differently. So I, I do think gender will matter. But it uh, it's an interesting approach that none of the writers outside of Chibnall knew that the doctor was Jodie Whittaker. I, I hadn't I hadn't picked that up. I think that, that's a, that's a really interesting point. Um, perhaps then the the assumption will be that the uh, that maybe the episodes that kind of deal with our audience reaction to a change of gender, uh, maybe Chib's writing those could yeah. be, or it could be once the script was. You know, because they all found out through the announcement. Once the announcement was right. made, there's they weren't in production yet, I believe. So they all they, got mailed back to them and said, "Okay, change it. Here, here are the revisions." So <laughs> exactly, you know, I don't yeah, know. okay, yeah. Put in a joke about having boobs quickly. <laughs> put that in. Tardis full of bras. Yeah, quickly, quickly put that in. Okay, great, we're done. 
uh, uh, next next writer is um, Vinay Patel. Yeah, who sounds like an interesting chap. Um, I was very, I hadn't heard of him, and I was very curious to read about him. Um, Not a Who fan. Didn't grow up with Who. He's a Star Trekky Star Trek. Star guy. Trek, and and then sadly also Quantum Leap, <laughs> which is another show I absolutely detested in the eighties. Time travel show though. Yeah, vaguely. <laughs> um, time travel, like if you only ever went to America between a certain number of years, it was like, yeah. oh, well, but quantum leap. You'd have to imagine Doctor Who, if Doctor Who is an American yeah, show, that's true. That's true. it would be uh, provincial yeah. like Quantum Leap was. That, that is true, because Doctor really doesn't travel outside Southeast England. For the most um, part, no, not for the in, most part, not until the modern modern not era. until the modern era, but um, yeah, so he's a British Asian writer, written mm-hmm. some what sounds like some interesting drama about honor killings in that community, um, but wrote about them in a kind of a you know an actual way rather than kind of a uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, what's the word a sensational way. Mm-hmm. Seems like a proper writer, right? I mean, a proper dramatist, and he thought he was being interviewed for Broadchurch he thought his crime background was going to get him a job so it again I wonder how he's going to make the leap into sci-fi he's just going to set it aboard a big starship of some kind and people are just going to jump from (laughs) like decade to decade solving problems or solving crimes so all crimes, actually, solving crimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, That's how he's going to address it. I have no idea. You look no at idea. the doctor, and she she's maybe preventing crimes or righting wrongs, and it it could work. I think it could work. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't. What's what's the phrase from the trailer? I can't remember. But she Helps people. She, when she, yeah, when she, when, when she hears the call, she always answers kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Which, That's been a which, mad dad. Anyway. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Joy, Joy Wilkinson. Joy Wilkinson, um, Nicholas Nickleby appears to be what she's mainly known for, mm-hmm. which is awesome because Nicholas Nickleby's great. Um, everyone loves um, Dickens, so that's good. That that warmed me to her. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, her story she describes as squelchy, which, hmm, hmm. which uh, which uh, yeah. raises some eyebrows. That's an interesting it's set in a set in a marsh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah big rubber rubber boots, but. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We we will indeed see. She does have that Victorian with Nicholas Nickleby thing, so... Yeah, maybe if, she's going to do like a... Yeah. If we wanted the Paternoster gang back, <laughs> she, she's our writer. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, as everyone knows, the BBC loved doing Victorian drama, so mm-hmm. the Doctor loved, you know, can often go back to Victorian times. That's uh, that's something to speculate upon. We haven't seen uh, a kind of a, a costume drama in the trailers when we go look at the two trailers we'll discuss more on that but i'm not seeing a lot of costume drama i'm not seeing any costume drama at all well no actually i kind of am in fact and maybe we'll we'll touch upon it yeah we can touch upon that when we um when we get to the trailers yeah the other interesting Mm -hmm. bit that i have read is that the theme song the signature doctor who theme is not going to be part of the first episode Boo. So maybe maybe in the closing credits, but not in the opener. I hope so. Not in the oh. opener. So we're not going to hear what Sagan Akinola has done. That seems like an odd decision to me. I'm sorry. Does that seem like an odd decision to it, you? It does seem odd to me, but it does seem like Chibnall is trying to carry on from Twice Upon a Time when with Whitaker Doctor falling falling from the TARDIS. Yeah. So, yeah. but the other interesting thing that uh, Akinola has done is he's apparently gone to the archive the bbc radiophonic 
workshop tapes that Delia Derbyshire has made and has remixed the original theme. So rather than reorchestrate like Murray Gold or... He just remixed it. Remixed hmm. it and probably added a little bit of uh, Akinola magic to it. But Some reverb and... Yeah. <laughs> or new sounds, maybe drums, I don't know. But that's it's intriguing that in this day and age that you can go remix based off the original tapes. And I'm really looking forward to hearing what he, he's done to it. Having read that about what Ekanel is doing, I, I, I think that's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did get a little bit knocked off at the end with the endless kind of, you know, super orchestration right. of, of the theme tune, you know, the kind of great big chords and trumpets and trombones mm-hmm. and other things. They're having or- oboes, probably, right. sousaphones, bassoons, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, have something that's more electronic, mm-hmm. um, something that's sampled. That sounds like, that sounds a lot of fun to me. But I don't know why they don't have it First off, but, well, we'll you know, see. I Dramatically, guess, yeah, it probably yeah. probably mattered to see. Chibnall that it just didn't fit for what the story he is trying to tell, and he mm. he's had time, and uh, the BBC wanted him, so he he. It's about time. It's it is about time. Yeah. So trailer. Shall we uh, look Back at the, the first tra- trailer, the San Diego Comic Con trailer? Yeah. Cue that up. <laughs> All of this is new to me. New faces. New worlds. New times. So if I asked really, really nicely, would you be my new best friends? Okay. Okay. Here we go. First impressions. Or impressions, because we've already watched it before, Mm. but you know what I mean. So what I am struck with is just how cinemagraphic it is. It just seems different. It has a different feel to it. It's more, I hate to use the word, but epic feeling. It's very broad and bright and sunny and this might be from the Africa South African filming it has a different color texture than Capaldi and Capaldi always seemed to be muted colors and this is very bright and sunny it is it is very bright and sunny and I think I think the actually going somewhere to film it that is sunny probably has quite a bit to do with that to be honest Mm -hmm. um you know i mean again it doesn't feel very south walesy to me no it doesn't Um, and again you know much as i love south wales it's not sunny very often um and you kind of have to deal with that Mm -hmm. so you're either in the studio with a bunch of lights or if you're outside you know it's raining and it's cloudy or it's winter etc 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 if you go and film in south africa it's like filming in california Um, right it's it's going to look like star trek you know, when they go to an actual alien planet on Star Trek, it's sunny because that's what it's like in Southern California. Mm-hmm. How about your reactions initially overall? My reactions is she's very Yorkshire. I hadn't expected her accent to be quite so South Yorkshire. It's, hmm. That really came across strongly to me. I mean, obviously, and actually more strongly than, than Eccleston's Mancunian accent, which actually never came across that strongly to me at all. Uh, it's, I, mean, I think maybe the Manchester accent's less noticeable to me. Okay. Um, and obviously, you know, Tennant hid his accent. He hid his Scottish accent, so he right. really didn't, didn't have an accent at all. 
is RP. Capaldi had a kind of a mild Scottish accent that you were able to avoid, but she's really playing up the South Yorkshire. So she's uh, speaking speaking natively, I guess, for her her natural voice. Her natural her natural Sheffield Hallam voice. Yes, exactly. Which is great. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the South Yorkshire accents, you know, it's a very trustworthy accent. Um, you know, people, you know, you sound honest if you use that voice. There's a slight kind of Victoria Wood tinge to it, which is making me feel a little bit uncomfortable. You know, Victoria Wood? No, I don't. What is Victoria the comedian. Wood? So there's a very, very famous comedian, British comedian. Uh, uh, yeah, what is she? She's kind of whimsy, like Pam Ayres. You won't know Pam Ayres either. Anyway, um, <laughs> she's kind of a whimsy comedian. She died okay. like a couple of years ago. Okay. I mean, she's on she's on the YouTubes, but there's a sl- very slight Victoria Wood tinge to it, which is making me worried because that's a very particular kind of humour that mm-hmm. I'm perhaps not incredibly keen on. So that came across. Um, I was noticing that you know, obviously, we're on some alien planets that mm-hmm. look like bits of South Africa. <laughs> uh, there's a well, beach. They don't, they don't look like quarries planet. in the they don't. counties. <laughs> no, they look, they, look like, they look like quarries outside Cape Town as well. Right. They look like. So there's a beach. I saw some old-style American cars, so I guess we so are that's, doing... that's our historical there. We are doing a period piece, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, it looked like it was some kind of motel. I'm mm-hmm. thinking maybe there's some Area 51 style action going mm-hmm. on, you know, mm-hmm. some Project Blue Book stuff. Looked like military barracks there. Yeah, it looked so. like barracks. It looked like we're going to do, you know, 50s UFOs. Yeah. That would be one of my hot tips. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of running around, which is great. I really liked the scripting that she was doing. Um, this is going to be fun, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, it was a little bit too bright for me. Um, okay. But, you know, I mean, again, it's a kid's show. It's supposed right. to be bright, for God's mm-hmm. sake. So we open up with the Whitaker doctor in the Capaldi costume, and mm. it looks like she's having a panic attack or something like that. Does this suggest to you uh, regeneration trauma? Uh, I hope not, because I think regeneration trauma has really been kind of done to a death at this point. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess, well, okay. I mean, I think, you know, time lords regenerate with trauma according to the needs of any particular plot that they're in. Right. I think it's right. certainly possible for a time lord to regenerate without trauma. Um, she has fallen through space from an exploding yep. TARDIS. She has changed sex, changed gender. Maybe that'll make it more traumatic than usual. Uh, I hope not. I'm thinking if it's the first thing in the trailer. It's a bit of misdirection because that's what I think the audience has come to expect. So I think it feeds into that a little bit of misdirection. Uh, that that's my hope. Yeah. At least. No. No, that makes sense to me. That makes mm-hmm. sense to me. And then and then we see Ryan gasping and looks like Graham's in pain and then Yasmin uh, just kind of looking around. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I got from watching this trailer is Ryan gasped a lot. I think a lot <laughs> of stuff just amazes Ryan a yeah, lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's the Mickey. He's the maybe. maybe yeah. He's he could be the Mickey mm, character. Maybe. Yeah. If this was classic Who, he would be the screamer. Right, he's the maybe I'm amazed kind of guy, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we have this alien planet with a green, green sky and space junk. Looks like a wreckage of a spaceship to me. Mad Max type thing with flames. Yeah. So the interesting bit there was the green sky, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Nice, uh, very... Um, yeah. JNT. Yeah. 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 I was thinking of this uh, Sylvester McCoy, yeah. uh, Colin Baker yeah. type episode with a uh, Quantel color yeah, yeah. or whatever the, that was. Paint the sky type. different color, automatic. You're on a different yeah. planet. Yep. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. No problem. No worries. And, and then we have that ocean and the time team climbing up off the beach. 
in the sand, and I'm pretty sure that's from Ghost Monument, the second episode of the series. Oh, cereal. right. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I think everything on the beach there, I think, is from this, Ghost the second Monument. second episode. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. And then we have the barracks. It looks like there's white barracks, and they're running down a dirt path and they have a jeep and big oil yep, tanks yep. yeah well that's my area 51 episode there i'm yeah oh, i'm, I'm okay. thinking that that's an american some kind of american barracks from the 50s and mm. then they've got they've got caught up in ufos mm, okay it doesn't look american to me at all it looks very colonial to me uh, I guess. well remember they're shooting in south africa so they will look colonial and also yeah. remember, this is a British show, and we don't know what America looks like. Mm, okay, yeah, it's sort of like with uh, the Zygon two part yeah. looked nothing like the U.S. All you got to do is like maybe stick someone selling like malts and then some cars <laughs> outside, and yeah, okay, it's an American diner. There you go, Coca Cola. Coca Cola, yeah, that's yep. It, yep. job done. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, yeah. So that would be my tip. And then we see uh, Whitaker in the Capaldi costume again. Not a big surprise there. But then we see the Doctor and outside grasping your head and as if in pain mm-hmm. or maybe not remembering something or maybe remembering something but uh it looks like she has a headache yes yeah, you've gotten her keys <laughs> she's left the gas on oh damn. no oh, i forgot my phone charger oh, yeah. again yeah something like that yeah. i'm just guessing by the the light it's from ghost monument it seems like it's an outdoor type thing yeah but the the other thing that struck me with the camera work in this there's a lot of point of view you're looking at the doctor looking up at the doctor like you're lying on the ground or you're always looking up so everything's seeming to be looming or towering over you it's the way they used to shoot the daleks where you have the low camera angle so i'm just wondering if that's a a stylistic thing of the directors in this series yeah yeah i mean we haven't talked about the directors have we but i guess we don't know i guess we don't well they are listed in uh, dwm 529 they are they are they are even further away from me than yeah i I hadn't got a clue about what they were on about so yeah yeah yeah, they're just directors and and then then like the next next bit i mean i mean uh, there, there, there are a lot of kind of peep show st- oh, peep show i mean the sitcom peep show you know, you, you know peep show the sitcom yeah, yeah yeah a lot of the kind of you know heads in i mean heads in the screen mm-hmm. there's not so many long shots a lot of a lot of kind of full frame headshots which i thought was which, kind of interesting which strikes me as really weird because with this uh with this very wide cinematographic uh, lens that they're using that you're going to have all these close-up headshots okay that's that's interesting but that's more of way you would have filmed it in the 70s and if you have this panoramic view then i would expect more scenery and more cross-screen action so it could be just a function of of this particular trailer where you want to get a lot of headshots to establish these characters Yeah. yeah well i mean if you look at something like you know i don't know the westerns the spaghetti westerns of Sergio Leone, um, yep. which famously had a lot of widescreen landscapes, but a huge number of close-up headshots. And, you know, he was mm. able to use a widescreen, but fill it with a human's face, which was a kind of, you know, a way of talking about landscape and character and all that kind of stuff. Maybe that's yeah. an element. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The next scene, we see Graham with some kind of cyber implant on the side of his skull. Yeah, he's been taken over by robots. Robots? I would say Cybermen, but... Uh, Space Chib- robots. Chibnall has promised that there's no returning monsters. Uh, maybe maybe he's going to turn into a sexy cyber Graham. <laughs> Well, then, uh, would we still have our middle-aged male identification uh, I, I can't figure. speak for you, but I'm certainly a sexy middle-aged cyber person. I don't know. Probably not. Uh. <laughs> 
Excellent. Excellent. Um, who knows? I mean, yeah, he's been taken over by a, by a space thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that, that's probably going to happen to someone at some point yeah, in the next know, 10 weeks. So probably be, probably be not, Graham. Yep. No surprises there. Yeah, well, since it is uh, written by former Torchwood showrunner Chris Chibnall, that, there, that is a good possibility. Yep, yeah, it is Doctor Who after all. And then we get a hero shot of uh, the time team posing with some 1950s or 60s cars in the background. And the the big thing is uh, the Whitaker doctor, the doctor is in a purple rainbow shirt. Oh, I hadn't sort of noticed that. Right, she changes her, she's got a different, she's got a whole whole wardrobe. She's got a blue one and a purple one. A whole wardrobe of rainbow shirts. Interesting. This is my fan theory here. Right, okay. The purple one is to cover wine stains. Why would you think that? The reason why I'm thinking this is because in The Guardian, Jodie Whittaker did an interview uh, earlier this week where she says her guilty secret is she drinks half a bottle of wine a day. And so I never said that, did she? Yes. That's that's kind of... It's kind of a lot of wine, isn't I will it? quote. Wow. question was asked, what is your guilty secret? And she says, and I can't do a Whitaker <laughs> accent at all, drinking Be wine every I'm day. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> drinking wine every day, I have a half bottle a day. There's a lot of pleasure in it and a lot of guilt too. So it ticks both boxes. So my Blimey. theory is she is doing a Pertwee doctor, a wine connoisseur, but she has wine stains on her jersey or on her shirt and so it's being covered up by the purple the purple is covering those wine stains a lot more than nice theory then nice theory okay then uh then the blue that interesting well we'll have to see how we'll we'll, we'll have to see 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 if wine is part of uh whitaker doctor and amu- I mean, an amusing little wine. I think South Africa is famous for its wines. It is indeed, and we could have definitely something set in a vineyard. You know, we, who knows? We could, have, yeah. The time team could be uh, could be pressing wine using mm-hmm. their feet. It'd be like yeah. in the Romans with Barbara Ian. They're just kind of drunk, so <laughs> they're just kind of drunk the whole time. <laughs> Uh, and then we get this weird f- double flaming torch. Yeah, that is a thing, though. Um, I was trying to recognize what that thing is. Isn't it that thing they do to melt asphalt, to melt tar for mm, roads? It could, I'm pretty sure people use those. Mm, okay. I mean, they could be just adapting it as a space thing, or she could be actually, you know, laying down a new driveway outside her, <laughs> outside her, outside her condo. Yeah, I don't know. That could be. <laughs> My my thought is my speculation is she's making her ergonomic sonic there. That's part of the uh, uh, fabrication of the it. sonic or shaping it or something. Melting it to a lady shape, mm. right? Yeah, interesting. It, it's certainly more ergonomic than what was previously. It's certainly more handheld. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So she has a regular sonic that yeah. she's found. Mm-hmm. The TARDIS sonic dispenser, and she doesn't like it because it's not. <laughs> It's not ergonomic enough, so she just melts it down by using an asphalt. Well, we haven't seen the TARDIS. I think that's the one thing that we haven't well, seen that's it true. in the trailer at all. So maybe she has to make her Sonic herself. Well, I don't think this is a spoiler. Well, is this a spoiler? Because I've read it, and I've read it like okay. in The Guardian and stuff like that. I think I think she's looking for the TARDIS. Hmm. That would make uh, sense because that, that... The TARDIS is missing. Right. I guess is the speculation that the TARDIS rejected her or ejected her on because she changed uh, genders. She's a woman. Yeah, the TARDIS is sexist. Yeah, that, that could be. There's a twist. Ooh, ooh, horrible. Yeah, yeah. no, it's not nearly as bad as that. Yeah. Um, so, yes, well, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. yeah. So th- 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 then um, we get the 
Ryan and Graham looking amazed again. So I think this is the, that's one of my big takeaways is those two are going to be looking around dumbfounded quite a bit. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And we got uh, the time team walking through a tunnel. Looks like a culvert of some sort. Mm. So that's classic mm-hmm. Who right there. Yep, yep, yep. And then the doctor looking through a mail slot. I'm guessing that's from the first episode the woman yeah, who fell to the earth. Yeah, she's trying to get inside someone's house. Yep, or see if their phone pinched, pinched their uh, Doctor Who Blu-rays from season twelve. I, I'm yeah, not maybe sure. it's maybe it's what's his name's house, Clive, whatever he's called. I can't remember his name. Graham. Graham, not a Graham. Corden from off the, off the television. Oh, I don't, oh. No, I'm joking. Craig, it's not. Craig, Craig, Craig. That's it. Maybe it's Craig's house. I don't yeah. think it's Craig's house. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, okay, yep, carry on. Yeah, so then the time team plus one riding horses. So we got that Western thing. Which is interesting because it seems they all know how to ride horses. I don't know how to ride a horse. Hmm. You didn't grow up fox hunting? and No, I have no idea how to ride a horse. <laughs> so it's interesting that all of these, you know, 20th century, late 20th century, 21st century people from, you know, South Yorkshire all know how to ride horses. Well, it wasn't all creatures. Kind of unusual skill. Wasn't All Creatures Great and Small filmed in Yorkshire? Wasn't it set in Yorkshire? Mm, that's Yorkshire Dales, so that's that's actually quite a long way from Sheffield. Okay, so so I have no idea then. No, I was don't. just thinking maybe they all grew up on a farm. <laughs> maybe they did all grow up on a lovely Yorkshire farm near mm-hmm. in the Peak District. So uh, uh, we're, we're near the Peak District, which is kind of down towards Derbyshire. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get to the Dales, which is shouldn't happen to a vet or all, all that kind of stuff, you've got to go up through Sheffield, up the A1, up the M1, you get, you get, got to get to Leeds. You've got to get from Leeds to Yorkshire, to, to York. You've got to go past York, then you're in the Dales. Okay. So it's another 50, 60, 70 miles. Which is a stone's throw in the Which US. Which is a long way yeah. in Britain. It's a long way in Britain. It's a long mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So Sheffield, we haven't seen much of Sheffield in this uh, trailer at all. No, we haven't. So I'm wondering how yeah. much Sheffield plays part of it, because you would expect that with Whitaker having her own accent. A strong and- Sheffield accent. Well, I mean, again, I mean, we, we possibly aren't going to talk about the clip that came up today. Um, but uh, that yeah, definitely... Yeah, I have been avoiding that. So what- I mean, it, it definitely references... Well, it's, uh, I, won't, I won't spoil you with any kind of character stuff, but it, it's definitely in Sheffield. Okay. Um, so she falls to earth in Sheffield, and the people that she's meet are identify themselves as being definitely from Sheffield. Um, how, how does one do that? Does that, do they have t-shirts on saying I'm, yes, I'm from yes, Sheffield? They have t-shirt and they have hats as well. Make Sheffield great again. So oh. they have those hats. <laughs> Masa no. sat. Masa um, hats. Uh, both the, both the characters that she meets in the, uh, in the clip, um, identify them as being officials to do with government in Sheffield. Mm, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we are definitely 100% places. I mean, how much we will actually use Sheffield as a thing. I mean, mm-hmm. Sheffield's a, a fine town. Mm-hmm. Um, pulp are from Sheffield. Um, Sheffield got destroyed by a nuclear bomb in threads. Yeah. What else happened in Sheffield? Um, famous for steel, not anymore. It's South Yorkshire, uh, so it's more Derbyshire than it is Yorkshire, though they'll probably kill me if I ever go to Sheffield now. <laughs> I used to go to Sheffield a lot because I used to live near there. Um, uh, that's Sheffield, basically. Okay. Yeah, Sheffield. All right, so then we have the time team looking over a beach um, with three suns setting and or rising. I'm guessing yes. that's from the Ghost Monument again. I think all the beach stuff would be, my guess, is from the Ghost Monument. I think that makes sense. Not sure what we get other than that. It's kind of a hero shot. It's one where you, you uh, audience gets a breather for a brief moment. 
And then, yeah. we, then right after that, we get Ryan being blinded by a bright light. And that one looks like it was shot in Wales. That looks more of a Welsh yeah. forest bit with the background I think I'd there. I agree with that. Yep, yep. And then uh, we get a, the hero shot of Whitaker and her Sonic, which is kind of par for the course. Yep. Sonic has been elevated increasingly ever so in the show. And it's a, it's a big deal, I guess, with uh, Whitaker getting her Sonic or making her Sonic making her own Sonic. I mean, she may have to knock up a Sonic from, mm-hmm. you know, bits and pieces that she finds lying around, which would um, explain why it looks so kind of weird and, and, and melty. Would be interesting, too, if she gave a recipe on how to make that Sonic so we could all, yeah. all make one at home. Yeah, just get all the things we've got lying around and make ourselves. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, very much like the third Doctor makes the, you know, that that um, time thing in the Time Monster, you know, the <laughs> and forks and wine bottles and yeah. wine, wine. There wine, you go. Wine. There, I swear, there's going to be a third Doctor connection with the thirteenth Doctor. It's yeah, it's a melted thirteen. It's, it's a melted wine bottle. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. And then we see a guest star, Sean Dooley. And are yeah. you familiar with Sean Dooley at all? I am completely unfamiliar with Sean Dooley. I'm afraid completely unfamiliar yeah he was in Broadchurch, uh, the second series of Broadchurch. that is what i gleaned from my uh, brief conversations around uh, shay david's here yeah i didn't um uh i kind of gave up halfway through the second series of Broadchurch because i wasn't mm-hmm. enjoying it yeah it's that's i like chris chimnall's cops and robbers um with the great train robbery i am not really a big fan of crime and murder Police procedural dramas, right? So I've I've not invested a lot of time in Broadchurch. It's it's okay. It's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of people from Doctor Who in it. Mm-hmm. And the thing that struck me with this again, a, a lot of surprise faces, but we're getting zooms, and I'm wondering, are we going to return to the Colin Baker era again with all the crash zooms on the characters' faces, the Doctor's face, that indicate that we have a interstitial cliffhanger here with a that problem of some kind that needs solving I yeah because there's a yeah. lot a lot of zooms going on in this maybe not crash zooms but uh definitely zooming in towards a character's reaction hmm all right and then we get the tagline the universe is calling yeah universe is calling and who is going to answer the call the doctor uh, that would make sense but if she doesn't have a tardis how can anyone call her that is true how is she going to get to an alien planet or even answer the telephone exactly unless uh, uh graham's implant is a cell phone some kind of space cell phone which would then definitely make him something that's been adapted by cybus industries mm-hmm. yep sure. yep and then we get uh, the plastic curtains. And this is where I got the bad flashbacks to Countryside. I'm going... Mm. The horrible plastic curtains, exactly. Yeah, so I'm Very, going, very Countryside, yes. I'm just going, uh, this, is, uh, this, this is probably the uh, Sonic creation set. But, ooh, the, uh, yeah. Ch- Chibnall needs to stay away from plastic splattered curtains. Curtains, yeah. It's very, very sore. And, and yeah, I saw as in S-A-W, you know, that movie's... Saw four. I saw four. I saw saw four. Yeah. 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 And then the music. I'm wondering if this is Sagan Akinola throughout. I don't think we have any way to tell at this point. Yep. It does seem reminiscent of some of his uh, other work. So we'll, I will, I guess we'll find out once we uh, know more about the series. We will. We will definitely find out. Right. Shall we uh, press on to the second trailer? Let us press on to the second trailer. Where is my second trailer link? There it is. And this one just came out about at time of recording 10 days ago. So this is the official Series 11 trailer. It's the second trailer. Pretty fresh. And uh, so here we go.
when people need help and never refuse. What do we do? Why are you asking her? Because she's in charge, bro. Says who? Says us. Let's get a shift on. See things need fixing. Do what I can. I made it through the darkest part of the night, and now I see the sunrise. Now I feel glorious, glorious. Okay, it's about time. Yes, it is. Well, it's coming up, coming up. So, so it is. any different vibe from that one? Um, well, definitely the Macklemore music gives yeah. it a different vibe, makes it appear vaguely contemporary, um, <laughs> though I'm not entirely convinced that Macklemore is like completely what all the kids are listening to now. Song came out last year, so it's not super contemporary, I guess. Yeah, but again, you know, it's, it's a chance to start again, glorious, all right. that kind of stuff. You know, it, it kind of has the right... Has vibe. the right lyric, has yeah. the right lyrical content. Mm-hmm. Definitely very, very widescreen again. Yeah, brightly colored. We um, get a little more of the CGI finished with this one. We see yep. monsters and uh, spaceships, spaceships and twin suns rising or, mm-hmm. or setting, depending on I don't know what they're up to. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was spacey. Yeah, got some lasers. I got I got a Star Wars vibe out of it actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I think I think that's a that's a I think that's a good point. It did feel kind of Star Warsy. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we go uh, a little scene by scene. Let's do a scene by scene. So we start out with a spaceship in outer space with a big lens flare. Don't like lens flares. Yep. So don't like very, them at all. Very modern, very contemporary, very Star Trek. But we very Star Trek. But we yes. do have a spaceship. So that's good. The Doctor, or at least the story, is in outer space somehow. Yes, mm-hmm. she's managed to get to our. Well, she and her friends have managed to get to our outer space using a spaceship. I mean, maybe a spaceship turns up. Maybe they get, they find a spaceship somewhere. That'd be interesting if the show is uh, with a spaceship rather than a time ship. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's like, you know, Series 3, Blake 7. You know, they, they destroy the actual spaceship you're interested in. And mm-hmm. then they have to spend a lot of time hanging around in a spaceship you don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that could be. Which, which was true of the Scorpio, which everybody hated mm-hmm. in, in Blake 7. Slave. Yes, master. Yeah. Ugh. No, no patch <laughs> on Zen. My God. Anyway, uh, whatever. All right. And then we see Graham and the Doctor running away from, uh, looks like, Anorax shooting lasers. Yeah, scary anorak shooting lasers. Yep. Maybe he's being attacked by fans. <laughs> oh, you've ruined Doctor Who forever. Uh, you've casted no. a woman in the title you role. Cast a woman with your horrible womanly features. I, ah. I think I think you've hit upon it. What it is? It is they are escaping a fan convention set uh, sometime in the uh, <laughs> near future, <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> when Doctor Who has been declared a disaster and all the fans hate them, mm-hmm. and yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, hence the show's title, Ghost Monument. It is it is a monument yeah. to the past, and yeah. it's just a ghost of what it was. Uh, I think, obviously, I think... this is a critique. It's it's sort of it's 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 series eleven, Love and Monsters, the Great Show in the Galaxy, all rolled up in one. I think you're right. I think you're right. That's yep. that would be my analysis as well, one hundred percent. And then uh, looks like the Doctor is getting electrocuted. That's often happens. Uh, you, know, you touch a touch a live wire of some kind. I'm wondering if this is some kind of power cord monster. Could be a power cord monster. Because, is, as you know, if you have a lot of power cords behind your computer of all the devices, they get all tangled up. And oh yeah, 
I often wonder if they could attack, and maybe in the Doctor Who world universe, it happens. Maybe it happens. Well, it could be. It's, you know, this is this is the first episode. Maybe in every first episode of a new Doctor, the Ortons come back. So maybe, um, maybe, maybe, maybe it's the Ortons. I, I think I think that's a good possibility. Um, yeah. But but we did we did hear that the nesting consciousness, no returning monsters, no returning villains. So that's it true. could be a twist on the Autons, just like uh, we had the Sensorites and the Oods, which were in the similar space, uh, in the similar galaxy, or in the same. Same sphere, right? So perhaps we have the uh, not the autons, but the notons. The notons, yes. Not not autons. Not 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 autons. Yes. So perhaps perhaps that's what Chimno has done. You know, it's just it's all the old monsters, but a a, a twist, just a slight twist. Just a a slight slight twist. Could be. Could be. And then we see the uh, welding goggles again coming through the countryside plastic splattered curtains. I think I think you are, are whosever theory this is that she's making a sonic. I think this is that that's what's happening. I think I think this is what this is. She's making herself a sonic. Yeah, this is from the woman who fell to earth. So this is Yep. cuz I'm guessing because she's in the Capaldi costume and I'm yep. expecting yep. her to sp- uh, spend most of the, or at least half of it in the Capaldi costume. Yeah. Yep. And then and then we get the doctor on her back reaching up in the sky and this reminded me of the Elijah Wood Hobbit uh, Lord of the Rings hero shot of him grasping at the ring in the air. I think this is, I think they're going to do a Middle Earth type episode where Jodie Whittaker and the Time Team play uh, or fight fight Sauron. Oh yeah, I think that's definitely going to happen. I mean, <laughs> I think I think Sauron will be will be an excellent returning villain. Yeah. Yep. So well, a new villain because it's it's only returning from uh, Tolkien. That's true. So that's true. It's it's new to the Doctor Who canon, and as we know, that the Doctor Who is a genre machine, and we've never done fantasy quite like uh, Lord of the Rings fantasy. So that's what definitely is going to happen. This I think year. they're definitely going to end up on Middle Earth and have to, I don't know, take a ring to a volcano. Yeah. Yep. 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 And then then we'll wonder why they didn't take the eagles. Something yes. like that. Something, or like just, that. Or just take the TARDIS, exactly. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of that. Yeah. Right, right. And then we get the announcement that this is the official trailer, in case you couldn't read. Then uh, we're into the asteroid belt. Yeah, so, nice asteroids. It's nice, but it's very regular. So I'm wondering if something... If those are placed there, or oh. uh, it, it doesn't seem random enough to me to be natural, if that makes any sense. Right? Yeah, I no. Wonder if, it, wonder if it's part of a, a machine or something. But, oh, like a like a Dyson sphere or something. Ooh, yeah, perhaps, perhaps could be, could be. hard science. Yep. Yeah, that uh, Christopher Hamilton Bidmead makes a uh, he makes a return. Makes a return. Uh, return, no, of, he, return of the Bidmead. Uh, re- returning script editor Chibnall never said there wasn't a returning script editor to Doctor Who, and here he is. He's he's old, <laughs> sciencing he's, up Doctor Who. He's again. still got a beard. It's Christopher <laughs> Bidmead. <laughs> he's still right. got his, he's still got his Sinclair ZX80 under his arm. Mm-hmm. Well, which would explain why we're getting sciency uh, scenes like the two moons that are setting and the very true th- two to three suns rising. So maybe this is a new new planet that's just been recently recently discovered through the magic of science. Magic of science, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And then we, we see the spaceship that we, I think, saw previously with the lens flare at the beginning. Right. But now landed in a quarry in probably South Africa. It's a pretty cool looking spaceship. I like the look of it. 
it reminded me, and I'm not a, a Firefly f- fan, but it reminded me of uh, that Josh Whedon yeah, show, the fi- Firefly. The, the Firefly, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. yep, yep. And then we see the Doctor emerging from, looks like a, a sandstorm or something. Yeah, either a sandstorm or it's really hot or something, and that's kind of a heat haze, or yeah, something like that. Something to or, do with them, um, yeah, it being hot. Or if she's on that spaceship, it just could have landed. All the dust flying up, and she could just be walking out of the... Uh, the dust hasn't settled yet, as this, yeah. and she's deboarded the spaceship. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then we see the Doctor uh, sonicking in a tent. Yes. Don't know what's going on there. The sonic works on canvas? I suppose so, yeah. Maybe it is a special sonic that works on organic materials. That would be a, a new twist, something we haven't seen before. Oh, it's a special lady organic sonic that, that, that has, like, a, it's tuned to the, you know, the frequencies of the universe that only women can feel or something <laughs> okay. i don't know yeah well there's a hole we can dig ourselves into yeah let's stop digging let's, let's stop digging that hole right now and then we see uh, her in the capaldi costume the doctor in her capaldi costume wielding a hammer and it looks like it's the countryside scene again so it's probably yep. ham- hammer and tongs uh, making that uh, sonic yeah she's killing some cannibals with a hammer best yep, way well. <laughs> best way to get rid of them and we have her, uh, the next scene, we see Whitaker looking over a half wall doing her best David Tennant bemused or amused expression. Yeah, that was quite Tennant-y. But fair enough, people like David Tennant. Yeah, she she is a sum of all the doctors who came before her, so of course she has a little bit of Tennant in her. Haven't we all? Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the time team saying the doctor is in charge. It looks like in maybe a hospital or something Looks like, like a hospital. That. Yep, they've gone to the hospital to, I don't know, find some equipment. To make a Sonic, perhaps. Make a Sonic, I think mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah. And then she says, let's get a shift on. I think that's a Yorkshire thing. I, I'm not super familiar with get a shift on, but it sounds like okay. Yorkshire. Sounds like Yorkshire to yeah, me. Yeah, it seems weird. But uh, yeah, it, well, it, they're weird. It is there. a. It could be a colloquial expression that hasn't uh, permeated. But it will now. It will now. Everyone will be saying it. Yep, they'll be wearing fezes and saying mm-hmm. that. And yep. it looks like they are being attacked again. The time team is running away uh, because a fandom casting a female doctor on <laughs> Ghost Monument again. Yep. And then it looks like the Doctor is on the bridge of a spaceship. Yeah, like a Star Trek-style spaceship. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing on the Firefly spaceship that uh, that's how she's getting where she's getting. Yep, that's. I think you're right. And then uh, a laser bolt explodes right by her head, and she ducks away. Fair enough. And then we go to Graham detonating something. Good old Graham. He's always blowing stuff up. But rules of the trailer, the next scene, the big explosion, is not what Graham has detonated. It's got to be something else. Yeah, so something else big blows up. And and since we're highly suggested that it was a detonation, it's probably not a detonation. It's probably uh, uh, controlling the elevator somewhere up uh, up to the bridge. <laughs> yes, I don't that's know. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, because these are trailer rules here. Trailer so rules. Whatever appears appears to be happening isn't, isn't happening. actually happening. Exactly. And then another point of view shot where we see an uh, energy weapon. We're in a big empty factory hall, perhaps, mm-hmm. and an energy weapon being shot directly at the camera. So some of the cast is not happy with the uh, cinematography, the direction <laughs> that uh, that's taking place in Series 11. <laughs> that is true. And then we get a very Star Wars-looking tunnel the Doctor is running through. Looks like she's on the Han Solo, a Star Wars story, spaceship, or Millennium Falcon. Yeah, she's got to run down a corridor. A space. She's running down mm-hmm. a space corridor. Yeah. 
It doesn't seem like it's a Firefly Quarry spaceship, but may- maybe it's a different one, but maybe it's the same one. I-, I don't know. Right. I'm pretty sure they've only got one spaceship this season. All right. And then we have uh, Ryan not liking what he's finding on the other side of a cupboard door in a mild freakout, which I think is the character that Ryan is. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my guess is somebody left their gym laundry, their uh, <laughs> PE laundry in there, and it is really stinky. That, I, I, I think that's a good enough guess as any. The next scene is the doctor in front of some Venetian blinds, and we uh, crank... We cranked some Macklemore at that point with the Glorious with Skylar Gray belting it out right there. So I think that's, yes, I think that's where we do our transition there. Yeah. Not sure what's going on with those blinds, but I'm sure since they're blinds, they're they're obviously a key key plot point in, in whatever story they're in. Yes, there's something hiding behind the blinds. She's hiding behind the blinds. Something to do with Venetian blinds. I think, uh, you know, just like Moffat always liked to try to make something commonplace, sinister, I, I think one of the new, new series writers here has made Venetian blinds something sinister exactly yeah <laughs> like a like a raymond chandler thing yeah yep, you're yeah, there like you peeping go. you're peeping through the venetian blinds all right so we get a repeat of the time team view of them looking over the ocean with the three suns and then we get the doctor wielding the welding goggles yep and then we have the time team walking down a street with uh, 1950s cars in the background and the doctor sonicking yeah, and I was trying to work. I was I was trying to look at those cars. They, I didn't. I guess I should have paused it, trying to work out exactly whose kind of cars they were. They looked like American cars from the nineteen fifties. Yeah, yeah. The street didn't look very American, though. No, so it was, didn't. That was confusing me. My guess. Well, if Maybe it, it's Swansea again, if it's set in the U.S., it could be the Southern States, South Carolina. You know, Annie Ballum South looking, but yeah, the, it could be. But yeah. that uh, f- that stone fence looked more. Kensington neighborhood of London more than anything else so I'm not yeah. sure yep. yeah don't know don't recognize it probably filmed in South Africa somewhere yeah and then we have them walking on the beach the time team walking on the beach a big uh, crane shot or a drone shot and then we get the doctor looking over Sheffield I think this is our first uh, Sheffield view and her saying I'm just a traveler I'm just a traveler and I happen to be in Sheffield right now and why wouldn't you be I mean if you were falling out of a Time strip. What city in England would you want to land in? I think Sheffield is as good Gotta as any. Sheffield. Yep. Especially if you've regenerated into someone who has a Sheffield accent. Well, I have a theory on that. Oh, you think she picks it up through? Does she pick it osmosis? up? Osmosis. Uh, upon the place she landed. So if she had landed in Liverpool, would she have a Liverpudlian accent instead? She landed in Cape Town, which she talked like a South African. Oh well, then we'd have the Galsec freighter and uh, return oh, yes. of the Sarn experiment. You understand? Return of the Galsec colonists, yes. indeed. Yeah, which we I think we had speculated that was the whole reason for going to South Africa to do you know what what happened with the Galsec and they're not monsters. Yeah, no, they're not villains. They're not monsters. He didn't say returning cultures, so perhaps, perhaps could be Galsec. All Galsec. Uh, freighter that that's what they're on they're on a galsic freighter yeah could be i think it's a good enough guess as any at this point at this point yep and then we have the doctor entering a room it's the big white room it looks like it's in the same corridors uh same kind of decoration in that corridor that she was running on exploding so ryan graham looks like yaz and a bunch of others are in there so don't know how that one fits in yeah hmm 
Is that is is that the scene where she does the kissy thing? No, that's a little bit later. This is uh, okay. this is to me. It's like a scene. It's it reminded me of a scene for like from two thousand one where they're entering into a big conference room. You go through the doors. Right. So you have kind of a re- restricted view. Then the camera follows in the doctor as she walks in, and you start seeing everyone in the room like she's bringing news or an assessment of the situation or I don't know. Hmm. Interesting though. Yes, definitely. And then we get back Sonicking in Sheffield with Yasmin, the glasses, uh, her the serious Yasmin with her glasses and her hair uh, straightened, and then Ryan in the background. So something's going on in Sheffield. Who knows what could be going on in Sheffield? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? All right. Who knows? Hanging yes. in there. All right. Uh, so we have Cyberpunk Graham looking sad. Oh, Cyberpunk Graham. And then we it's get. A, he's, a, he's a sad character. He's a sad character. I'm thinking that. Uh, he's been taken over by a space robot. Of course yeah, he's sad. There's something. There's a sad backstory with Graham. Yeah, he doesn't seem think? to be quite as jolly as uh, other Bradley Walsh characters are. Hmm. He's got a secret. Maybe, maybe he's like a Turlo. Maybe he's got like a secret. A secret Ooh, secret. Do you think he's there sent by the Black Guardian to kill the Doctor? Because. I think he's been sent by the Black Guardian to kill the because, Doctor. Because, again, exactly. female casting. The Black Guardian. The Black Guardian is a well-known fanboy, and just can't stand the idea of a female Doctor. <laughs> I think. I think that's it. I mean, he's fine with the Doctor in general. He just doesn't want not, a not female, female one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's <laughs> definitely what's happening. All right, and then the Doctor backlit running past some pipes and refinery. So either we have uh, Fury from the Deep, uh, a re- remake of that, or maybe Macra. Since Macra do not exist, they can't return. <laughs> that's true. Exactly. <laughs> I think you're right. It's a macro episode. We get a, a cut from Yaz and Ryan looking looking on, and then the the doctor's running past some pipes, and pipes to me mean macro. So I it's, think it's, it's the it, macro who do not exist, so they cannot return. It's the macro episode. The macro episode, indeed. Um, I have to say, whenever whenever anyone says Yaz, all I can think of is like Yaz and the plastic population. That oh really? One one hit wonder <laughs> song from the whenever it was, the late eighties, early nineties. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm... he only weighs up. <laughs> so they should they should play that, uh, that on the, over the trailers if they're the going for that eighties vibe. Yeah. They could travel back in time to the 80s. Ooh, time travel show. Exactly. So, and then we see the Doctor and the Ghost Monument gang looking at something from an alien point of view, waving uh, black legs or tentacles. Yes. Are these giant spiders? I'm wondering. Or are they space octopuses of some kind? Are they legs or tentacles? Or uh, It's hard to tell because we're being deliberately kept in the dark. So it'll be interesting, interesting to see it. Uh, they're very dark. I'm guessing they're very CGI. Yeah, they're giant CGI spiders. I mean, maybe this is, this is Lord of the Rings. Well, maybe they're, it, that, they're well, that giant spider out of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that, uh, yeah Shelob. That, that is a Shelob good, good the point because the very next scene, we see Ryan looking under the bed, and it, it's something with legs again or tentacles. It could be some kind of spider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A giant space spider. Yep. And then right after that, kind of building on the tension, we have Graham and Ryan running with uh, flashes, torches across the ballroom, panic because it looks like there's some multi-legged monsters, maybe perhaps the spider 
chasing after them. Because spiders are actual things, yeah. then they can return. You see, right? Yeah. Well, they Possibly. aren't. They aren't the eight legs. They aren't the great ones in uh, Planet of the Spiders. So you could have spiders without them being returning. I, I exactly. That was exactly my point. Yeah. Or it could be a big tangle of power cords again uh, that's been animated as a spider. Or maybe the maybe the power cords and the spiders are the same creature. Ooh, you think in a gestalt being? Yeah, gestalt like a fendal. Ooh, there you go. Only not because because uh, things can't return. Right. Yeah. And then we're back in Star Wars with uh, Yasmin kicking, it uh, looks like a semi-deflated Mylar balloon down a hall like it was a f- football. <laughs> so, like a Dark Star style villain. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. So, Who knows? Uh, you know, but that's that football tie-in from the teaser. Oh, yes. And of course, is this being the North, they're very keen on football up there. Yeah. I mean, soccer. You know what I mean? Aren't they appreciative of football all across the Scepter Island? Scepter Island, indeed. Um, I think I think South Yorkshire. I think you're looking at football. North Yorkshire. I think you, it's more it's more cricket country. But mm, I think Sheffield okay. is more football. Soccer. Oh, okay. Soccer okay. football. Soccer football. Association yeah. football. Yeah. All right. And then we get the Frodo impression again. Hopefully, yep. it has some meaning other than uh, just her lying on her back. Back pain yeah. or something. Yeah, back pain. Oh, 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 my back. Now that's very Victoria Wood. Oh, oh, my back. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Oh, anyway, could be she's the doctor is an old lady at this point. She is a very, very old lady. Exactly. All right. So we have a spaceship coming out of hyperspace or a lens flare gone wild at this point. I'm, I'm hoping it's come out. But I'm, I'm thinking it's come out of hyperspace. That, that would make sense. I think so. And then we have a power cord monster, big, maybe glowing LED eyes, blue eyes, blue light, always bad for you. Yep, yep. Don't look at those phones late at night. Skittering over the doctor's head. Yep. And then electrical zap. Yep. And then we get the kiss goodbye. Ooh, I don't like that kiss goodbye. That seems very... Um, Final? No. Um, uh, just like unnecessarily kind of sentimental and weird looking. Didn't like it at all. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it was. It's. It's kind of reminded me of the whole dabbing thing that was going on with Missy in the last season. Hmm. Do you think it's her new signature move? Yeah, I really hope it isn't her signature move because that means everyone will start doing it, and when we go to that <laughs> convention, we'll have to do it, and it will make me feel embarrassed. You think it'll be mandatory to get in? Yeah, I think so. You'll have to go like, ah, goodbye. <laughs> mwah, mwah. I love you. I love you. Bye. Ah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's interesting. It looks like she's in the tents that she was sonicking in earlier. So I get a touch of sadness in that farewell kiss. Yes, I definitely get a touch of sadness. And that's what irritates me about it. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yes. So, which brings up, we didn't see the TARDIS again. No. And uh, Kyle Anderson of the Nerdist has a theory that she is giving a kiss goodbye to the TARDIS. No, really? So we're like, we're go- it's going to be like no more TARDIS? Well, I can't believe that would be a permanent thing. And we do we do have the announcement of Whitaker uh, discovering the TARDIS out in a forest glen somewhere. Oh, so right. I can't believe that they'll have her, like she remade the Sonic, that she'll have to remake the TARDIS. I think remaking but, a TARDIS is kind of complicated, isn't it? But then uh, Matt Smith do it in The Doctor's Wife with bits and bobbles from the TARDIS junkyard. Yeah, but that was a really cool that would only take them a certain <laughs> amount of distance uh, and there yeah. were and there were tardises lying around for him to like yeah, that, there were tardis yeah. pieces about mm-hmm. so well, maybe that's why she's going to that junkyard or that space junkyard that we saw the other 
Maybe. In yeah. the earlier trailer. Maybe it's a TARDIS, a TARDIS space junkyard. Could be. Yeah. Hmm. Hard, hard to believe, though. Yeah, it's, it's sort of hard to believe. Yeah, definitely. Personally, I think it's a misdirection to not have the TARDIS in the trailer and that we're going to see the TARDIS probably sooner rather than later in the series. I think it's a pointless misdirection, I'm afraid, because I think even though we might be wanting to, you know, jump off and pretend it's all new, like, there is going to be the TARDIS, so let's mm-hmm. just show us the TARDIS, basically, right. because you're going to have it in it, because it's the TARDIS. It's the way the main character gets around. Right. It's been trademarked from the BBC. They took it over from the Metropolitan Police, for yeah, example. If you're, yeah, I mean, if you're watching... It's watch, iconic. If you're watching Knight Rider, even if, like, Kit doesn't turn up at the in the first 10 minutes, at some point, David Hasselhoff is going <laughs> to get into his talking car. Because it's right. the thing that he uses to get around in. Yeah. 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 So, I think it's misdirection. I think it's there to uh, generate speculation amongst fandom, personally. Well, we're certainly spec. I mean, we are fandom, and we are we are speculating. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess they've done that job, right? Yeah, we are. We are a small part. So. We are a small, but but important part of what we like to call fandom. So, any final speculations or anything going I, on? I think that's enough speculating for me. I mean, I'm I'm just excited for tomorrow and and just watch the new um yeah new series. Whoa, exciting stuff! Yeah, exciting and, times. Uh, new series of Doctor Who to watch. Lovely. And we will try to get something out as soon as possible. We will. I mean, that is our job. We are podcasters. Our job is to get the pod out, come rain or shine. For your enjoyment, yes. Exactly. Yes, we will. The pod will come. Well, I think uh, thank you for listening to, if you have been, uh, episode 90 of The Metabulous 2. I have been speculating with Ben. And I have been speculating with David. Have a good one. Good night. Don't forget to click below and subscribe to the official Doctor Who channel.